Welcome to The Whole Marketer, where we look at the holistic skills the marketeers of today need to grow the brands and businesses of tomorrow. To ensure marketeers feel supported and empowered to have successful and fulfilling careers and lives as a whole. Hello and welcome to The Whole Marketer podcast. Today's podcast is an episode of leadership. It's entrepreneurial leadership. And shortly, I'll welcome today's guest, Claire Corizan, onto the podcast. But before I do, let me just tell you what entrepreneurial leadership means. Entrepreneurial leadership takes the mindset and behaviours of an entrepreneur and looks at how we can utilise this as part of our leadership style and culture to both retain and develop high-performing teams and find new ways to deliver value for our businesses as a whole. Today's guest, Claire Corizan, is founder and director of Imagine Beyond. Claire's career spans over two decades in creative agencies, technology and innovation, and people teams. She joins the dots between all these things to create powerful insights and deep realizations for leaders that catalyze lasting transformation. Claire started her career working client side before becoming a consultant and sees things from a client, customer, and business perspective. In 2019, she founded Imagine Beyond to help leaders think more creatively and explore new possibilities with excitement. The result? Impressive growth, innovation and ability to lead people brilliantly. Claire's accolades include being voted as the DOT's top 100 rising stars, being chosen as one of Grant Thornton's faces of a vibrant economy and as one of the DOT's female trailblazers and nominees. Claire, welcome to the Whole Marketer podcast. Thank you, Abby. I'm very excited to be here with you today. So as a listener of the Whole Marketer podcast, I know you know that we will start with a big juicy question. And today's big juicy question is, what is entrepreneurial leadership to you? I love that question, Abby, and thank you for asking. Entrepreneurial leadership means to me a mindset and a set of behaviours that finds new ways to grow business, to future-proof organisations, and to navigate change and uncertainty. And actually, it's about seeking to find the opportunity in the problems and the obstacles that we face. But not only that, it's about creating the environment where people really enjoy are motivated and love to work for you as well. And it starts, first and foremost, as a leader by understanding yourself, knowing who you are, what you stand for, your values and the impact that you want to have in the world, in your business, in your team, with your people as well. And entrepreneurial leadership, for me, addresses two challenges. The first one is that increasing pressure on business to retain and develop their people. So that's creating the environment that gets the best out of people, but whilst also delivering growth and opportunities that bring value. So really harnessing some of those attributes of an entrepreneurial mind, things like being opportunistic, being courageous, being curious, being innovative and making things happen. So you're going from being a passive observer when things change into becoming active, spotting the opportunity and driving growth and innovation. And this is really for leaders and managers who are passionate about learning, about growing and about innovating themselves as leaders, but also their teams. And fundamentally, that's going to have an impact on the business as well. Listening to something in any organisation can benefit from this. But what I'm also hearing from you is there is really something about the individual and their motivation, but also how the team interacts with each other. It'd be really good to understand a little bit more about what you mentioned in your definition around 
those mindset, those behaviours and the way in which all of this works together. It's just worth saying there's a caveat here. This is not about teaching people to become entrepreneurs. There are lots of brilliant programs out there that teach entrepreneurship, you know, how to start a business, all of those things that are really key in terms of entrepreneurship. This entrepreneurial leader program is all about understanding the entrepreneurial mindset and taking the most relevant attributes, values, qualities, and looking at them through a growth lens, but also through a people lens. So you can manage your people brilliantly and create that environment that enables you to bring the business forward. So if we dig into that in a bit more detail, I've identified 12 attributes and there are more than 12 for sure of an entrepreneurial mindset that I believe are the most relevant to business now. And that I've seen and experienced having worked with lots of entrepreneurs and founder-led businesses, but also big corporates as well to see where that gap is in terms of bridging that gap between the And the 12 that are the focus for the program are creator, innovator, being curious, being focused, opportunistic, agile, customer centric, self-believer, courageous, experimental, tenacious, and you make things happen, activator. And if we zoom in on one of those and take innovator, for example, this is about always looking to make things better. So if we look at the innovator attribute through a people lens, and we apply this way of seeing things to develop our people to become better, it becomes really interesting to think about innovator And the behavior of an innovator in that way through the people lens, because your people will join you with skills, with experience, with things that they're looking to grow and develop. So as a leader, if you're able to look for ways that you can innovate your people, help them become better, you're going to increase performance, retain them, get them engaged, motivated, energized, all those lovely things. So things you might want to do is to identify what your team member strengths are and look for ways that you can give them stretch projects. So what could you give them that makes them feel slightly uncomfortable, just stretches by 30%, let's say, but in areas that energize them? And also when delegating to your team, what are the projects that can help them develop? So by understanding strengths, you know, what are the tasks, what are the projects that you can hand over that really help to develop those capabilities and strengthen those skills and develop your people and ultimately innovate them? And one of my favorite questions, Abby, which I use all the time in lots of different ways when I work with leaders is to encourage them to ask the question to their teams, what have you done recently that's really energized you? Because in asking that question, what you do is you identify what motivates them. It's normally linked to what they're naturally great at, so their strengths. And by asking that question, you might gather some insight around things that you didn't necessarily see before. One of my clients, the CEO, who brought that question into a team day that she was running said that she asked that question and was really surprised about the answer Because for a couple of her teams, she thought that they didn't actually enjoy some of the tasks that she was giving them. But when she asked that question, those tasks were the things that energized them the most. So often as leaders, we can have a perception about what our team members enjoy or don't enjoy, but actually only by asking questions like that 
can you really dig into what motivates people, what energizes people, what their strengths are, and ultimately help them to innovate to become even better in your team? I love what you said there about really thinking about that role of entrepreneurial leadership in twofold is one of the benefits for you as a leader, as a human being, you know, the person behind the brand or business, but also the benefits for your team. I'm really curious, what drove you to develop this philosophy? So I set myself a challenge with a blank sheet of paper to develop a product that solves a problem to bridge that gap between management and leadership capabilities, which there can be a huge variance of within organizations, but also that combines all of my experience in creativity, technology, innovation, and in the people space into an experience that can solve those business challenges. So delivering growth and opportunities that bring value in developing skills and mindset and behaviors around that, as well as getting the best out of your people to retain and develop them as well. So with that blank sheet of paper, I put all that together and I remember sitting down thinking, I want to develop a value proposition for this and I'm not going to get up until I have written (laughs) what this is or the start point for it. And I remember just setting myself that challenge. And I did. And I shared it with a friend and he came back to me and he said, oh, that sounds really interesting. I'd love to be your first client. So that was great validation right from the get go. And so began a journey of experimentation, product development, testing, getting feedback and all of that lovely stuff that goes into bringing a product to market. But ultimately, I wanted to make sure that it's as relevant as possible to business now and in the future. And what I've seen over the last 23 years of my career, having worked in entrepreneurial environments, founder-led organizations, startups, etc., but with big corporate clients is the difference between the two and how you can bridge that gap and the entrepreneurial mindset for me, taking those most relevant attributes is part of the key to unlocking innovation, developing people, but also navigating uncertainty and change whilst delivering value for the business. I love that. I love that Jerry Maguire moment that you've quite clearly had going, (laughs) I am not going to get up off this table until I have drawn on all of my years experience working in entrepreneurial businesses to define the juice that it takes, you know, the skills, the mindset, the behavior of you said in order to allow corporates to deliver the same level of innovation growth that those organizations and businesses have. I just love that. And tell me more, tell me more about those skills, those mindsets, those behaviors. What have you seen? So the core attributes that are most relevant for business now and in the future are around being curious around being opportunistic, being customer-centric, being courageous, making things happen amongst other things. They are really the key. And what's interesting about those attributes and that mindset that brings all of those to the fore, the entrepreneurial mindset, is quite often, Abby, people won't necessarily identify with the word entrepreneur. And this is not about teaching people to become entrepreneurs. There are lots of great entrepreneurship programs out there that do all of that. This is about really tapping into a mindset that enables you to deliver growth and opportunities and value, but also look at how you can manage people. So if we look at curiosity as one of the attributes, actually, everybody is curious in some way, shape or form. It is the fourth human drive after food, shelter and sex, which defines us from all other primates 
on this planet. Curiosity is why we always love to know why, why we, why we want to understand purpose. I've been in my whole life since I was a teenager on a relentless quest to understand why we do the things that we do. Curiosity is in all of us and we can all identify with that in some way. So with these attributes, with distilling them from the entrepreneurial mindset and taking the most relevant attributes, there is that self-identification. Whilst you might not see yourself as entrepreneurial, I can guarantee there are elements that you will identify with curiosity being one of them. And curiosity is something that's also in the whole marketer concept. And I know you and I have chatted offline on a podcast over a lovely lunch for what it's worth for all our listeners. And (laughs) when I was researching for the book, what I found fascinating is that curiosity is something that is heightened when we're born as a form of survival. So we're born with this high level of curiosity to actually keep us safe as babies, as we develop as human beings. But something that you're right, we all have within us, but maybe has been dampened down over time. But it's also something that is absolutely fundamental to a marketer. Absolutely fundamental. If you are not curious into Mm. human behavior, if you are not curious into why things happen internally, if you are not curious about the why behind what you are seeing, it's going to be really difficult for you to build that deep rooted emotional connection with your consumers. It's going to be really difficult for you to understand the problem or the challenge that you need to solve behind the why behind what is happening. And I don't see it enough. I don't see it enough. And I often ask this question at the beginning of the training course that I do about insights and strategy, which is how many of you are trying to figure me out? And I ask the question. And <laughs> Great question. <laughs> and most will look at me gone out. Like, sorry, what's happened here? I've just signed up for an insight to strategy course and this trainer is now asking me, I'm trying to figure <laughs> them out. And what I'm trying to do is understand their level of curiosity. You know, yeah. are they trying to think about who I am, where I live, who I live with? Fine, surface level as I call it but are they also trying to think about why have I chosen to be a trainer why have I chosen this passion topic why am I here today what's going to happen ahead of me trying to get to that real attitude values belief space that builds that deep-rooted emotional connection and our ability for us to connect in that level and I would say let's say of a course of 12 there's two or three max that have the bravery to put their hand up and actually Mm -hmm. share their level of questioning. Out of that two to three, I would say one or two of them actually have gone below surface level, below just who I am and the guesstimates, that top line of consumer information that we seem to see on every bloody persona. And so for me, I think there is a real need, as you say, to unlock that curiosity from within, give permission to be curious, give the headspace to be curious, to encourage the curiosity, because it's that curiosity that's going to allow you to really build that deep level of insight that's going to really allow you to unlock future growth potentials. And it's great that it's being given the focus in your philosophy as well to allow us to unlock that potential from within. Absolutely. And I love that example there, Abby, that you shared. And I'd like to share one myself as well. Yeah, which please. Is, I went to a networking event, an in-person networking event, which was wonderful recently. And I've been to so many over the years, as I'm sure many of your listeners have as well. And I got asked a very interesting question when I sat next to this lady and she said, who is Claire? That was the first question that she asked me. And I was a bit taken aback because normally people ask, what do you do? You know, they kind of lead with that question, but who are you is such a powerful 
curious question that actually strips away all of the layers and encourages and forces us to go deep and to figure out who is it that I actually am? You know, what is it that I stand for? And it comes back to your question earlier, Abby, around, you know, helping leaders to really figure out who they are, what they stand for, where do they start? Actually, that question, who are you, is a great one. And it's a challenging one because there are so many different levels, aren't there, in terms of identity, but it is that fundamental core of who we are. And as you've just described in the work that marketers do, that is so essential in terms of that emotional connection, that deep resonance with your audiences. But you're completely right. It starts with you. One of the things that I always say, and is one of the things that's the core pillar in which I've built the whole marketer leadership program is you can only help others into the extent in which you know yourself. So yeah. as a leader, if you don't know what you bring to the world, you don't know your strengths, you don't know your areas of development, you don't know your values, you don't know your purpose, it's going to be really hard for you to be able to understand and help others in your care to be able to develop and understand those things. Because if you don't have that understanding, you don't have the understanding of the benefit that those things bring. And to the, your earlier point, the ability to harness that within your team and leverage yeah. that for their personal development and growth, but also for the organization's benefit. And it always starts with you. You know, it always starts with you in the level of understanding on you for me. Yeah, absolutely. And being curious. Everyone is unique. So get curious about yourself, get curious about others and ask those questions. A very interesting quote by Stephen Bartlett, the diary of the CEO. And he talks about there is no personal development without self-awareness. You can read all the books out there as a leader. But if you can't read yourself, you'll never learn a thing. And I think that's a really insightful way of seeing things because it is. Curiosity, self-awareness is being curious about yourself. And as you've said, Abby, it starts there. Yeah. And we're all works in progress, right? And we're always evolving over time. So there's got to be moments of reflection. It's never in the learning, it's in the reflection. There's got to be those moments where you re-look at yourself constantly. Are these still my strengths? Have I acquired any additional? Am I still doing things that play to my values? There's got to be those moments and pauses. I personally take four throughout every single year. That's just a personal thing I do, but that I just reconnect with myself and make sure my knowledge and self-awareness with myself remains true or has been updated. And I don't think we do that enough because as external factors happen, as we as humans evolve, as we experience more experiences, those things could flex and change. And I think we need to start recalibrating. Because I see often people will say, oh, I know who I am. I went there years ago or I did the work years ago. And it's like, that's great that you did the work years ago. Are you continuing to do the work? Yeah, that is absolutely it. And in the study of science for working trust in leadership, they say that the number one skill for leaders is self-development, is understanding yourself, it's developing yourself, it's doing the work. And you're absolutely right, Abby. How can one possibly be able to get the best out of others if the fundamental starting point for that frame of reference is yourself, if you don't understand yourself? So for those that are listening, they're probably thinking, yes, I need to do a little bit more work on myself, whether that's a refresh or a whole investigation. It feels like something of 24 hours in police custody, but you know, a whole investigation. And I'm intrigued as to adopting this leadership style within my team. They're obviously going to have to sell this in or at least resonate with those benefits for pushing this internally as an approach. Mm. What are those benefits for a business or an organization with adopting this style? 
the benefits are around boosting entrepreneurial leadership behaviors and mindset, which means inspire, understand the psychology and makeup of teams, build trust and collaboration and clarity of communication to be able to retain and develop your people, whilst also spotting those opportunities for growth and innovation and moving from being passive observers of change into becoming proactive and driving the business forward in that way. So you come away with a toolbox of different methods, different techniques and insights to apply immediately that can help on those two levers. Thank you so much for your time on today's podcast. I think it's clear that entrepreneurial leadership is not about being an entrepreneur. It's about adopting those skills, mindset and behaviours within a variety of different organisations by being a better leader, better in the sense Mm -hmm. of having a deeper understanding of who you are, but also you and your team to be able to leverage those benefits and make sure that you are building a high performing, motivative, collaborative team, but also that you are adopting some of the principles of being entrepreneurial to make sure that you are being more proactive and not passive and able to identify and unlock opportunities in the marketplace and deliver commercial gain. And I know we've spoken about curiosity and obviously you've mentioned all of the other 12 elements that make up the entrepreneurial leadership style. So thank you so much for sharing that and the importance of curiosity in today's working world. You're very welcome, Abby. What an absolute pleasure and privilege it is to be with you today, to be having this conversation. So thank you. And thank you to your listeners as well. My absolute pleasure. We always finish with the following question. What one piece of advice would you give to marketers of tomorrow? My one piece of advice, Abby, to your listeners is about being curious about the conversations that you have. So know that the conversation is the relationship. The conversations that you have with your teams, with your business, your peers, your customers is the relationship that you have with them. And so the quality of that conversation is the quality of the relationship you have. And I work with many leadership teams where this is so often overlooked. And it's so important, as you'll know, in terms of creating trust and emotional connection and cohesion and advocacy. But this also applies to the conversation you have with yourself, because often our greatest battles are the ones that we have with ourselves. So be aware of this and choose to be purposeful rather than passive in those conversations. Yeah, being purposeful, not passive. Thank you so much for your time here today. Yeah, thank you, Abby, for having me on your show. Thank you for tuning into the Whole Marketer podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do like, follow and share. The Whole Marketer is here to support and empower you and your teams with the latest technical skills, soft and leadership skills and behaviours and personal understanding for a successful, fulfilling marketing career and life as a whole. For support, resources and more information on how we can help you to become a Whole Marketer and build Whole Marketing teams, go to www.thewholemarketer.com. Thank you.